Driving away from home Twenty miles or more Welcome to the Interesting Health and Safety Podcast Making health and safety as important as everything else we do in business Hi there, today I want to talk about um, Talk about a topic that often gets overlooked in the workplace And it's, and it's driving at work I've um, worked with a number of businesses They've got fantastic procedures and fantastic policies on how they how they do their job in the workplace. They might go to customer sites and they've got really good risk assessments and method statements for the jobs that they're doing in the uh, in the workplace. But what they overlook sometimes is, well, we're actually putting people on the uh, on the highway, you know, on the roads and and travelling to and from work, and you know, driving company vans and driving company vehicles. That can be one of the most hazardous activities. An employee will undertake for you. You know, it's estimated that up to a third of all road traffic accidents involve somebody who is at work at the time. You know, this might account for over 20 fatalities and and 250 serious injuries every single week. So I've actually got I've got five really really quick questions for you. You know, does your health and safety policy statement cover work related road safety? Is there a top level commitment to work related road safety? Do you have adequate safety systems to allow you to manage work-related road safety effectively? Do you monitor performance to ensure that road safety policy is effective? And have you undertaken a risk assessment of work-related driving activities? I find that lots of businesses aren't able to answer those five questions positively. So what do you need to do? Okay, the first thing you need to do is your organisation should draw up a policy for driving at work to ensure you're satisfied that A, drivers are competent and are capable of doing their work in a way that is safe for them and for other people. Now, competent is, uh, is a really, really important word there, really. You know, most people have got driving licences, but, but does that mean that they drive safely? You know, it, doesn't, it isn't always the case. You know, have the people been properly trained? You know, most people, again, most people have, uh, have got driving licences. But if you've got people that are doing a lot of mileage, you know, maybe over 25,000 miles a year, you might want to consider some further training, some advanced driver training. You know, are your drivers sufficiently fit and healthy to drive safely and not put themselves or others at risk? You know, fatigue is a big, big reason why incidents happen in the workplace. And if people are, you know, if people are a bit overweight, if people aren't, uh, aren't very healthy, then they, uh, you know, they can get tired uh, much, much quicker than, than other people. So again, it, it, you know, it's, uh, it, you know, it's not just about whether they can drive, but you know, are they fit to drive? So that's a bit about the people. What about the actual vehicles themselves? You know, are the vehicles fit for purpose for which they're being used? Um, have they been properly maintained, and are they in a safe and fit condition? You know, especially if you've got things like lorries. You know, making sure that they're having their routine checks. You know, it might be. Every six or every eight weeks that they get in, they're getting inspected. Um, you know, things like MOTs, that kind of stuff, really, really important. And then we want to think about the routing as well. You know, how how properly planned is the uh, is the is the route? You know, how far are people expected to drive in any one day? You know, are work schedules realistic? You know, is sufficient time allowed for people to complete journeys safely? And um, you know, do you do you actually have a policy if people have got to drive uh, over a, over a certain distance? You know, do they take regular breaks and uh, maybe even stay away overnight. 
And if people are using their own vehicles, you know, you've got a responsibility to 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 check to make sure a that they've they've got a license, that um that they're confirming. I suppose you want them to confirm that they've got a license, that their vehicle's roadworthy, and they've got adequate insurance. Um, you know, I would I would actually advise against necessarily you know taking all that information all that information in, but I'd definitely say get them to routinely and regularly confirm that they have got those things in place. One thing that I found works uh, works really really simply and really well is if they have to put in some kind of mileage return, you know, to uh, to maybe claim expenses stuff like that, then put a statement on there that actually says I confirm that my vehicle is roadworthy, I've got a current driving license, and I'm insured to uh, to to for business use, and get them to sign that um, on a monthly basis just to confirm that those things are there and those things are in place. You know, what do drivers need to do? What else do you as a business need to do? Well, you need to encourage people. So I suppose I'm talking now if you've got if you've got company vehicles. You know, for drivers, you know, report any vehicle defects, you know, to your manager, to the management, and don't drive defective vehicles. You know, have that confidence to say, no, I'm not going to do that. People also want to be aware of, you know, what do you need to do in an emergency situation? Um, you know, if you break down on the, you know, on the side of a busy road, you know, if on a motorway even. You know, just having some really, really clear procedure in place actually says to people to get out of their vehicle. Maybe we go up behind a barrier or or up or down an embankment. And also, you know, ha- have have a way of calling somebody, calling the emergency services. You also want to make sure that people don't drive uh, under the influence of alcohol or drugs. You know, some prescription drugs can have an adverse uh, um, effect on people's ability to drive. If people are taking uh, are taking painkillers or or antidepressants or stuff like that, they need to be telling you about it so that you can um, you make the right call on whether they should be driving long uh, long distances. And you may need to involve an occupational health uh, uh, consultant with some of these uh, some of these calls. If you're expecting people to uh, to drive on company business, then maybe some regular eye tests you need to uh, need to undertake. Now, if you're driving uh, uh, lorries and you may be part of a scheme like something like fours or something like that. Then there's a, I think there's a requirement for annual eye tests, and I'd say you know you want to be doing something similar for all the people that are driving in the business, not necessarily annually, but you know you may be every two, every three years. You want people to uh, to, to to demonstrate that they uh, you know that they have got good vision or that they've good vision when they're wearing corrective eyewear. You want a process in place about uh, about mobile phone use as well. So um, you know. It's you're banned to to, uh, to 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 have a, a mobile phone um, handheld. Um, you know, it's it's it's, a, it's it's illegal to do it. But in actual fact, you know what the what the police do now. If there's been an accident, they'll actually uh, they'll actually look and check phone records and see if people have been texting or see if people have been um, um, been on their on their phones, even making calls. And and if you've been making a call, even if it's hands free, and you have an accident, then uh, then there's a very very good chance that. Uh, you know that they're going to be charged with dangerous driving because you're you're not totally in control of the vehicle. So you know, really, I think my advice is, is switch phones off when you're driving. You know, put them, uh, you know, put them in the boot of the car or put them in a glove a glove box so that people, uh, you know, can't look at them, can't uh, you know, can't use them when they're when they're driving. So to recap, just check to see whether driving at work is included in um in your company policy or procedures. If it isn't, do an assessment, you know, check to see how many people are actually driving at work and try and find out what sort of mileages they're driving. 
for high use, high mileage drivers, you might want to do some additional training. But if you're existing existing drivers, have a procedure in place about about their their competence, about their their well being, their physical fitness. Have a process for making sure that the vehicles are properly maintained and inspected. Um, have a procedure in place for if if people have an emergency. Have a procedure for mobile phone use. And all of these documents can all be included in one in one procedure. Driving at work is a is an important part of uh, of running business. So so let's make sure that we get some good controls in place. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Interest in Health and Safety podcast. You can follow and engage on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching the Interesting Health and Safety Community or go to www.influentialmg.com. And remember, let's make health and safety as important as everything else we do in business.